Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Patrick Ryan. Shout out to my wife and daughter Lucy listening in the the car on their way to daycare. For no other reason besides I just put that, like we just said goodbye to them, and I know that they're probably listening. So that's no other reason besides that. There you go. Uh, We've got a fun second hour, a lot to get to on just 60 minutes. A lot of texts. Keep them coming in on the Thornton's text on 502-414-1450. But we got to tell you, I got an email yesterday, and it almost feels like targeted advertising. I think they're they're starting to listen a little too closely, Roush, and I don't like it one bit, although I do like it. I do. I, I like it a lot. Um Shady Rays is now starting to send me emails about golfing sunglasses, like sunglasses <laughs> or golfing. Uh, so I've, I checked out their selection. It's great. If you're a golfer, the best golf of the year, fall golf, is right around the corner. And you should get some nice shades to close out the summer and, and hit up into the fall. But, yeah, they've got a, they've got a, a golfer's collection, and they are amazing. Well, and they're even more amazing when you use promo code Big X and get 25% off at checkout. Perfect. And I'm also admittedly terrible at spotting golf balls. It's like for somebody who's not good at hitting the ball straight, even sometimes when I hit the ball straight, I can't find my ball. The Shady Rays golf collection should come in handy. Keep that sun out of your eyes, be able to track the white ball as it flies through the air. Promo code Big X for 25% off at checkout. Yeah, I think they do help you catch the ball in rough, and I know you're in the rough a lot, so it makes it a little bit easier. But uh, they're sharp. They're good-looking, and do not forget that promo code. Big X for 25% at checkout. Are you are you a white golf ball guy? Yes, yes. Um, you know, I'll play balls that I find, though. Sometimes they're – but, like, it's, it's easier. When I was playing with my – Buddy, he was using yellow, like the highlighter yellow golf balls, and I just can't, I cannot find those in the green grass. Like it just blends in too much for me. So, yeah, white golf ball guy. I'd say like 98% of the time it's a white golf ball for me, but sometimes you mix it up. You have a good time with a different color. They're yeah. fun. Pete, any, fun, do, you, which... do, you, do you golf? I don't golf much. I golf with my brother sometimes. He works at a golf course. Uh, and they're closed on Monday, so I'll walk none with him much, but I usually play the cheapest balls in his bag. Wow. Uh, Thanks for the invite. Free golf at the country club, and I haven't gotten a call. Wow. You do have to walk. That's the only thing. I love walking. Yeah. Come walk none at Wildwood on Mondays. I, I would, I would, I'm going to probably take you all up on that because I haven't played Wildwood in forever. I'd love to play it. And secondly, certainly he could sneak out a cart if, if you all ever needed to. Uh, I do think, I don't think all the people that he works with have keys to the cart barn, but I think a couple of them do, so they definitely could. Yeah. yeah. I like walking, though. But, you know, it, also if it's like 98 degrees, though, maybe I, maybe, maybe I won't. I, um, I like 
getting excited for the Big X scramble because you made that flyer yesterday, TJ, to share on social media. I already had uh, a buddy get together a group. I, I'm not sure if he submitted it an email or I need to ask him about that but uh oh, we, we got the most emails in the day yesterday the flyer works worked its its magic shout out to Mike Rutherford for for retweeting it he'll be a part of it uh I think there's he's probably gonna be on our team sounds like oh nice yeah I mean, he, a, a, assuming he wants to he could certainly get his own team together which maybe he'll just ultimately end up doing that but uh mm-hmm. nobody's heard from intern Jacob in years we don't know Are what sure his, he's alive we're, we're not, unfortunately. We hope. We're hopeful. Uh, we love intern Jacob, but we knew that the 7 a.m. start was going to be too early for him. Um, but he would be welcome to be on our team. But we do we do have an open spot as things stood right now. And then, of course, as always, like, if we weren't going to get enough teams, I told this to Scoots. I've said it to you before, Roush. But, like, I would get my own four. You would have to get your own four. Scoots would get his own four. That way, we juice up the numbers, and you, oh, oh well, you know, we play on. We wouldn't all get to play together. We it would be okay, uh, but that, that's not going to be an issue. We've got we've got plenty of teams. More are going to sign up. If you want to sign up, email bigxscramble at yahoo.com. You don't pay when you when you uh, when you sign up. You just shoot an email and you say like, "Hey, I'm going to be there with four people." Hey, I'm going to be there. It's just me and a buddy. I'm going to look for two more, but maybe just put us down for two. You just let me know, and we'll get you all signed up and email bigxscramble at yahoo.com. We'll be doing the show live out there, and then right when we get off the air, we're going to get in our carts, and we're going to get that shotgun scramble started. And then after everybody gets done, Mike Rutherford he and Trevor Kelsey are going to be assuming the hours work for Trevor are going to be out at the golf course and they're going to be doing their show leading into Jeff Brom's first game as a head, as the head coach of the university of Louisville, which is that evening. And then Kentucky plays that Saturday. So it's going to, if you were out there last year, you know how much fun it is. We're going to have that much fun again. And especially with, uh, with U of L playing that night and Rutherford and his guys being out there, it's going to be fun. So we hope that you'll join us out there. It's at elk run September 1st. We did finally get a price. Um, it's 160 per team, 40 per player. So, Roush, you can get an entire team for cheaper than one entry at the old San X High, San X High scramble. <laughs> it's a pretty darn good deal yeah. there. Oak yeah. Run's a nice course. It's a fun scramble course because it's definitely scorable. Um, but also, like it's pretty, it's pretty fun. It's pretty forgiving too. Like I, 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 I was, I was not sure what to expect from that golf course. But I like one that changes it up and uh, like kind of keeps me guessing a little bit. There's there's some fun holes there. There's some fun holes there. Oh yeah, it's a it's a good time. P Diddy, you should get a team out there. Uh, I do plan on being. I do plan on getting down to Atlanta. So if I can play golf and get down to Atlanta, might just do it. Might get some of the Wildwood guys. Might get my brother and then some of the Wildwood guys out there. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to get down to Atlanta and after the scramble. But I, I like your enthusiasm, and if there's a will, there's a way. Uh, are you gonna go to Indianapolis for the game against IU? Definitely gonna go to Indianapolis. You gonna take Scoots with you? I don't know if I'm gonna take Scoots with him with me. I don't have a yeah. I don't think I have a car seat that it fits him. So oh hey mm. Well, and also that's the that's where he became the scooter. I don't know if might have no. old PTSD. Are you gonna are you gonna let Trevor drive a golf cart around at the scramble? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, is, is he going to be a is he going to be awake for it though? No, he'll probably come out like around noon or something and just yeah, drive around. That's true. Well, I do. Um, as long I, as I do he's think not writing be, words in the sand. I don't think we're going <laughs> to do nearly as many gift baskets as we did last year, but I think we're going to have like a few little prizes. We'll definitely do a longest drive closest to the pin. But I do want to set like Trevor up on a green, and you know, you pay five dollars and you let him get let you let him putt. Let him putt. Yeah, that'd be fun. But <laughs> it'd be a waste. I mean, it certainly would be a waste of five dollars. But like maybe it could go towards something or something. Trevor's gambling fund. Trevor's cigarette fund. Trevor's, Trevor's fast food fund. Trevor's dental fund. Ar- <laughs> He's got Trevor's dental. Arby's. He's got dental insurance now. He does. He's had dental insurance for a while. Very exciting stuff. It's a big huh? deal. It's a big deal. Uh, Colorado moving to back to the Big 12. Roush, that's a that, big deal. That's a big deal. Very big deal. Um, and it happened. It was very funny. I love some of the clips. That people were pulling, asking George Klyovkov, the Pac-12 commissioner, a week ago if he's worried about the Big 12 poaching teams. Oh, no, we're not worried about that at all. We're going to get a media rights deal done. And, I mean, that guy's just a, uh, like, why did you leave the casino biz, buddy? You're stepping into stuff you don't know. He tried negotiating a media rights deal, and when it didn't get done, teams were like, okay, well, you're not going to tell us how much money you've got? All right, well, see ya. So now they're never going to get that media rights deal done, and there's a chance more teams might leave. I mean, Pac-12 is it's huge dumb. losers. Huge losers. And honestly, like maybe it was always meant to be this way. Maybe it was always going to happen this way. But you have a you have a several schools out there, Roush, that just don't care about athletics, like. Overall, they, they, they have plenty of fans, and they, I'm sure they have some loyal fans even, but they just their priority is not athletics. And if you're, I can understand why teams would want to go to conference where everybody's priority is athletics, or 95%, 98% of the teams there. Uh, it's just it's kind of just sinking everybody down. High tide raises all boats. Well, what does a low tide do? Because that's what the Pac-12's got going on right now. And understandable, USC and UCLA feel like they were throwing a lifeline. And then I think Colorado just sort of knows its pecking order and wanted to get to more stable ground. And I totally, totally understand that. They were always a better fit in the Big 12. I remember good old days of playing college football dynasty mode, and they would always seem to compete with Nebraska for the Big 12 North. Always good times back in the video game days. Uh, So it's going to feel a more natural fit. And the Big 12, kudos to them. When everybody thought what's happening to the Pac-12 right now was what was going to happen to the Big 12 when yeah. Texas and Oklahoma left, and they went in predator mode, and they got aggressive, and they went and they got this school, and they got that school, and they said, what we need to do is beef up our numbers, but do it with some quality programs. Don't just take a, a program because it gives us a number. Take it because it's had some athletic success in some sport, or it's got a pretty good following and a good fan base. And again, we're just call it. I don't know if you're the Big Twelve, you you don't say no to Colorado, but I, they're not like your sexiest member. They're I don't even know if they're in your top five sexiest members, uh, all things considered. But Rousher probably means you're going to see some other schools say, yeah, all right, we'll go to the Big Twelve. 
But if I'm the Pac-12, I think there's one thing you can do that can potentially save you. Everybody made fun of, and rightfully so, of the stupid alliance between the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC. And then in almost Game of Thrones betrayal fashion, just months later, the Big Ten plucked uh, UCLA and USC, breaking the alliance. But the only way the Pac-12 stays afloat and stays viable, they have to make some sort of conference unity deal with the ACC. And say, like, we are the Western you, – you make a new name, you can you can just call it – I don't care. Conference names are all over the place now. But you probably want a new name, and then you could have just the West Division, and it could be your core Pac-12 schools. You need to you need to bring some on, unfortunately, and see if you can get some. And then the ACC would just say the East Division, Roush, if you will. And then, like, every year you may play two teams crossover in football – basketball it'd be a few more but you'd, you'd schedule it as a trip so like you know you'd you'd play your arizona your arizona states and on a thursday and saturday and then maybe you'd fly back home i think that's the only way that the pac-12 can actually survive is it needs to work out a deal to connect with the acc and just have an east and a west sort of deal because the acc the pac-12 has the least momentum but second least is the ACC. They're just lucky that they've got their granite rice deals keeping teams from from jumping ship. And I still think U of L should join the Big Twelve. I still think it's a more natural fit. I think they'll be better off uh, from a basketball standpoint. Yeah, believe especially it or not. basketball. Because yeah. uh, I, I don't, you know, I think someday the ACC is going to lose some members to the SEC. Will it be? I mean, almost certainly, probably will be North Carolina. Uh, so there, boom, there goes a major basketball power. I, I would just would jump ship, get with Kansas. Get the rivalry back with Cincinnati. Get the rivalry back with West Virginia. Uh, but the only way that I think the Pac-12, they've, they've got to work out a deal with somebody. Otherwise, they're just going to bleed schools. And it's probably going to happen regardless. I, I know you know, Washington and Oregon are wanting out. Well, yeah, Oregon called an emergency board of trustees meeting. So you know what that means, right? Like that's something's on the horizon. And it could mean Big Ten for them. Um, I know the Big Ten kind of had it's uh, set on Oregon and Washington, but uh, the thing I, I, I like your idea, TJ. But honestly, it's probably still too late for them because Larry Scott was so inadequate at his job. Um, he's the one who spent all of their money on some downtown San Francisco facility that, I mean, cost an exorbitant amount of money while they weren't making a lot of money, and they put it on a network that nobody could get, so they couldn't make more money. Um, and so now. During this process of renegotiating, they didn't get it done quick enough to to get their deal. The Big Twelve struck first, right? They got a big media rights deal, and it gave them some leverage and and it made it appealing to a place like Colorado, where that was their, you know, it's, they're going home, right? Like that's it. It always felt like a weird fit for them in the Pac-12, anyway. Um, so now they get the chance to kind of get a do-over to return to the league where they were actually good and they won national championships in the big eight back in the nineties. So uh, they get to do a do over all while um, seemingly having the, I mean, this is the biggest their brands ever been. So the, the, the just I, to go back to the PAC 12, just in general, the, the weird part is, is that this is on the field. This might be the most exciting year they've had in, 10, 15 years from like a depth of 
teams, talent, like the quarterbacks in this league. Like, there's eight teams that should be a lot of fun. Pac-12 after dark should be a lot of fun. Um, but it's all happening as it's getting ripped apart piece by piece, and it could be just the final, final season of the Pac-12 as we know it. It's the end of the Pac-12 as we know it. Hey. And I don't, and I don't mind. And I don't, I don't mind. I don't care because you put your games where people can't see them, as Roush mentioned. Like, what, what are we doing? We mentioned it with U of L and the ACC from time to time, but like, sports should be as accessible and watchable and easy to find as it's ever been, ever been. And yet, somehow, like I remember things in 1999 being able to watch more games somehow, like. That should not be the case. And the Pac-12 and the ACC, they're the main culprits there because it seems like I can get Big Ten Network and they actually show Big Ten games. Uh, it seems SEC Network, very good. I'm hey, ACC no- just signed a deal with the CW, so watch out. Yeah, you all are going to get your primetime games right after One Tree Hill goes off the air. Um, but in all seriousness, it's, it's going it to – on the CW, it should make games more watchable, so fine. Even though it's funny to make fun of the ACC, it is better to have their games where you can actually see them. And that was the dumb thing about the ACC Network, Roush, is that like they just wouldn't show ACC games. U of L would be playing, granted, probably a bad team in basketball, and also granted that bad team would beat U of L in basketball. But like it wouldn't be on ACC Network. They'd be showing the Coach K reunion farewell tour for the nine thousandth time. And you'd have to go to like a regional sports network for U of L, and I wouldn't get it for whatever reason. Have YouTube TV just wouldn't be on there. Uh, don't don't understand why. So if it's on the CW, at least it'll actually be on TV. I do think right. it's probably the end of the Pac-12. I don't I don't know if they really have any moves. And what's helping the ACC is they're like iron tight, clad tight grant of rights thing where people can't leave and like lawyers can't figure out how to get out of it. Um, It's keeping the ACC together, but it's also maybe hurting them not being able to do what the big 12 is doing and be aggressors and try to, you know, because they can't bring, I don't think they can bring anybody in either. I think their number is just stuck at what it is for until like what, 2028 or something like that. Um, All the years run together. So I'm probably off on that, but I thought it was even later. I thought it was like super long. What's that? Sorry, I thought it was even later. I thought it was like a super long date, like 2036 or something stupid. 2036 actually sounds more accurate. Yeah. I mean, it's forever. Maybe <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, it, it could be. Whatever it is, though, it's keeping the ACC together for now, but not for forever, but it is hurting them from bringing teams in. Let's bring in some text from the Thornton Sex Line. I was just going to add, there's scuttlebutt that UConn is going to get a Big 12 invite, and that would be fun, too. Like, I, It's weird that the Big 12 has become just this like amalgam of wherever you are in the country, doesn't matter. It's, it's going to be so hard to figure out who's in that thing, because it's, oh, just, yeah. it's almost like... It's well, like basically uh, the default, like, not in the other Power Fives, they've got to be Big 12. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it's just an assortment of... It's like uh, uh, the Big 12 and the American, and it's kind of emerging. It's I, I'm going to have a hard time sorting through it, but it's going to be – it should create for fun, especially if you do get UConn in the mix uh, from a basketball standpoint. 
It could be a very yeah. fun basketball conference. There, UConn actually is really split on this. Um, there are there are fans that are like, "Do not take us out of the Big East. We're having so much fun. We're finally do not, back. Do, do yeah. not do it." I, I just I think if you care slightly about any other athletic program at UConn, you need to do it. Right, because you, you can't finance it. But you need you to do you, it. You can't fund your athletic department on if, Big East basketball. If you want UConn to be Gonzaga and you just want men's and women's basketball, then, yeah, you probably should just stay in the Big East. And you got a pretty good thing going right there. But if you care about – if you want football to even have a chance at surviving, you need to move. If you want baseball to be more competitive, you need to move. But maybe they don't care about those sports. That's a that's a fair question. I, I'm not a UConn fan, so I can't really answer it. But that's going to be interesting. That's the thing. If I were UConn basketball, like I would default to, well, you're still getting Kansas, you're still getting Cincinnati. No, it's not Villanova, and it's not St. John's. Yeah, it is a whole different ball game from what they'd be going towards. But it still at least would have some some solid names. Oh man, conference realignment the summer. Uh, are we – how old are we when we can finally stop using this as a summer sports topic? Probably never. Is conference realignment the best thing to ever happen to summer radio? I love conference realignment. And I, I've said this before, but it's strictly because you can't – like we're just watching comfortably from afar, Roush. Back in – this isn't just necessarily unique to American history, but – Back in like early battles of the Revolutionary War and even some in the Civil War, people would just go to like a high view and just watch and have picnics and like watch the watch the battles. Uh, that's what I feel like we're doing as UK fans in conference realignment. Like it's really turbulent times if you're not in the Big Ten or the SEC. And the Big Twelve at least has some stability now. But it's fun. It's just chaos, and it doesn't impact us really in the slightest. Besides us thinking, like, "Ooh, I wonder if we're going to get some new road trips in the rotation. Are we adding UNC and Chapel Hill? Are they going to to bring Florida State in? Will the Will the SEC do anything? Uh, it's It's fun to It's fun to think about. I'm having a good time. I do get the sense the SEC is not going to do anything because Sankey's pretty big on somewhat. Like he he's just waiting for the ACC to fall apart before poaching any. So you're kind of out on this round of it. Um, but I, I, I do – there is part of me being an old man. Like, it's much easier in, to just think of conferences in geog- geographic terms. Keeping up with it now, you, you, geography is way out the window. <laughs> it's been out the window the SC, for a while. Not for the SEC. And right, not, but like for, not, for not just – the ACC. Yeah, I mean, and not for the Pac-12 with how but this can. But is Syracuse is that Atlantic? I mean, well, Louisville is not Atlantic either, but they're all within what three-hour flights. True. What's true, Miami to Boston? Yeah, you know, that, that's the, that's the longest, and that's maybe four, maybe four hours, maybe three hours. I, I, I can't imagine it'd be more than four hours, but I don't know. I'm not a pilot. But the 90s first round of conference realignment was at least a little bit more um, like, okay, we can chew on this. This makes sense to us. Uh, And they kind of – like the way they expanded then too, aside from losing like Arkansas versus the Texas schools, it actually like made, I think, more rivalries than it lost. 
um, like, you know, getting Nebraska, Oklahoma every year, getting the Southwest versus the Big Eight, for example. Like, that was a good merge. Whereas, like, now it's just a little – I mean, they're, the conferences are more like NFL conferences where you've got, what, the Cowboys are in the NFC East? You're like, wait, they're not in the East. I mean, you, you get, you're getting that much more now because college athletics, they, they're, they, they've always been professional sports, but even more so now. Just doesn't bother me, and maybe it's strictly just from a UK standpoint. Uh, U of L fans could probably have more realistic yeah, they, takes they on it. Gripes. They, they, who's their who's their who's U of cl- closest conference opponent? Who's their biggest rival in the ACC? Patrick, who's the biggest ACC, ACC rival? ACC was just like we need to get to a Power Five. This will be good from basketball standpoint, but it really wasn't. Like it's not a great fit. It's just not a natural fit. I think U of all fans would agree with that. Yeah, I don't feel like there's any really any rivalry. We we got the no battle for the bronze boots now, so yeah, that's pretty cool. With Miami, but like even that, Miami and U of L had some some heated games, and they had some good games, but just far few and in between to really think that that would be a rivalry. Uh, Virginia's been the permanent opponent. That hasn't produced much of anything. But also, U of L's kind of stunk for the most part since they've been in the ACC, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't. That's part of the problem, that, for sure. That doesn't help add fuel to any of the fires. But I, if I were U of L and you could, if the ACC does fall apart, I think what's ultimately going to happen is they're going to find some way out of the contract or the grant of rights, or they're just going to decide to pay, like the SEC will pay or whatever, the school will help pay. They'll come to some financial agreement. I don't think it's going to – we'll be waiting until 2036. It, I am interested to see what Washington's going to do. I'm interested to see what Oregon's going to do. I think Notre Dame holds a lot of chips. I think the SEC and the Big Ten would love, 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 love to have Notre Dame. Uh, I would love them in the SEC. But I, I think that we're going to be in a little bit of a holding pattern until somebody wants to pay a hefty sum to get an ACC team in their conference. So if that takes, let's say, three years before any team can leave the ACC, Louisville basketball only has one more year at Kenny Payne, and then the next guy comes in and makes a drum tank type turnaround. Louisville makes a Final Four in three years, which is, I know, probably sounds like a pipe dream, but if that were to happen, we've seen things close to that happen with Tang and Iowa State two years ago. And then Jeff Brom has him winning nine, ten games in year two and year three. Is there a scenario where Louisville gets into the SEC or the Big Ten? No, no. I know, and like you laid out a scenario to make Louisville more appealing, but Louisville doesn't have like that. Conferences don't really care about any of those things. I mean, they they care more about uh, the. Well, the last round, it was more about the markets, TJ, but like North Carolina is more appealing as an institution. Um, you know, you, and, a, you and, a, and a market. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, especially getting into that state, right? Like Charlotte is the headquarters of the SEC network, but they don't have, there's not an SEC team in North Carolina. So um, I would think that even NC State that hasn't been, at, like they haven't had the highest of highs that Louisville has had in recent years in any of their major sports. Like just getting into North Carolina, I think they would even they would even take them before they would get to Louisville for for that aspect. 
I think the only way U of L would be in the Big Ten or the SEC is if it ever just turns into like a numbers crunch and a school grab for whatever reason. I don't know a scenario where that would happen, but like the that's kind of the approach the Big Twelve's taking. They're just saying we used to look at conferences as you know back in the day eight teams and then ten and twelve and now we're at anywhere from fourteen to sixteen for most conferences, uh, with few exceptions obviously. And I think the Big Twelve's now just saying, well. There's no, there's no cap on this. Like we can figure out divisions, we can figure out scheduling, we can make it all work. Let's just get teams that we feel like are going to strengthen our league, and that's the approach they're taking. So the only way U of L would ever get taken by the Big Ten or the SEC is if they take a similar approach, where it's like, you know what, we just want, we want a 32 team league or something like that, which I don't think would ever happen. I, I just can't imagine a scenario. Maybe if they do what the ACC is going to start doing where it's kind of like a split revenue share, then maybe you could see that being more realistic, but it, it, it doesn't seem likely uh, not in at least the next two decades. It's tough, tough for Louisville. Just every time they think they found a new permanent conference home uh, back to square one, back to square one. We've enjoyed this oh. conference realignment talk. But we do need to get to our final break and then, Wrap up the show with some of your texts on the Thornton's text on 502-414-1450. We also got to mention Somto Sirel's TBT debut. Did it go well? Many people were wondering. We'll discuss it more when we return right here on Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X Sports Radio. Smoking weed is not replacing. I am terrified of weather because I see you when it rains. Talk told me to travel, but there's COVID on the plains. And I Vermont, but it's the season of the sticks. And I saw your mom, she forgot that I existed. And it's half my fault, but I just like to play the victim. I'll drink. After- 